This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Strong is brought to you by Blickman Engineering, home of the top tier brewing stand. Visit them online at blickmanengineering.com. Time for the beer radio you've been looking for. This is the show that dispels myths, tackles the toughest topics, and makes no apologies for geeking out on beer. Hosted by two guys that drink before they think, Jamil Zainashev and John Palmer. This is Brew Strong. Hey, howdy. Hey, my Bruin brothers and sisters. Greetings, greetings. Welcome to Brew Strong. Yes. Welcome. Yeah. Well, welcome it's like we're going to tell you to go away. You know, <laughs> you'll help me get here. <laughs> <laughs> I think your espresso's kicking in. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Quite lively, John. <laughs> uh, I'll yeah. give you a uh, triple espresso uh, every time. <laughs> You're quite worked up. Yeah. Yeah, would, that would indeed. You are quite perky. This has worked up for Palmer? Oh, yeah. This is yeah. like, oh, my God. Better tie him down. Yeah. So a, a triple espresso gets him back to zero, basically? <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. Not quite so mellow. Yes, he's normally uh, a little more like this. Yes. Uh, this job, Palmer. <laughs> greetings, greetings. Yeah, yeah, that is true. That's what my, my family says. <laughs> That's why I spend so much time trying to wind you up. That's and, true. And, yeah. and say insane things to get you uh, to see what happens. And pretty much nothing. It's, no, he's no. still the same. It's go like it's like water off a duck's back. He just keeps going. No matter what you say, like yeah. you call him ugly and he goes, oh, you have a good point. <laughs> no, I didn't just... <laughs> He knows. He just ignores what I'm saying and just keeps going with whatever else he's got. You know, so I, I can it's say a one track mind and do just about anything, and he just keeps going. At, le- at least you know what you're getting. Yeah, yeah, consistent guy. Nice, calm, steady. All right. Unless you give him the uh, triple expression, and then you see him all wound up and crazy like he is now. Well, we're talking about water, which is one of my favorite t- topics in brewing. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, you know, one of my favorite things is. Uh, Blickman, Blickman Engineering, Engineering. Was, was absolutely. Say, you know those fine folks at Blickman Engineering. They make all sorts of innovative and crazy, great uh, brewing equipment that uh, uh, innovates your brew day. Yeah, so like speak. their new Brew Easy system that's coming out soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in production. Um, I think it's it's really cool. Um, and they've been a, a great sponsor of the show. They've been sponsoring us for for years. Yeah, years, absolutely years and years. And they and years. still like us. I don't know about that, but maybe they're like you. Oh, me, well. uh, never so sure. Yeah, you're right. But who likes me? Nobody. That's really that's oh. that's pretty much it. All the women standing outside the door right now. <laughs> <you know. 
<laughs> they're here to see the chiropractor across the hall. Ah. <laughs> there, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. We saw some interesting <laughs> chiropractic activity yesterday. <laughs> we just <laughs> like, uh, oh, holy crap. Yeah, that ankle's pretty high. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know she could bend like that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> there you go. All righty. I, mean, I think you, you could, uh, you know. You need a little patio out here, some serve some drinks, you know, and yeah. a, little, a little something to watch. I'm just saying, I think I think that'd be <laughs> uh, be something special. Well, speaking of special, we have a special guest with us uh, who joined us for the last show, and we talked about the waters of uh, Dublin and London, and uh, we wanted to continue that series and talk about uh, the waters of Burton and Bavaria yeah. today, a couple of my favorite places, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, some, known for some great beers in these various places. Yeah. So uh, we have Martin Brungard with us. He's uh, a water engineer by trade, really. Well, tell us, tell us uh, about. Uh, how, how what what your role in water engineering is, Martin? I mean, a lot of people well, probably don't know much about this. Aspect. More than, more typically, I'm working with the the dirty side, the used side. Oh, okay, but wastewater. I, huh? But I also do deal with the uh, water treatment side too. So it, it's it's all good. Okay, it's all wet. Yeah, <laughs> and wet is good. Yeah. I, I'm kind of how we like it. Yeah. What is the uh, what is the most common misconception about dealing with wastewater? Because I immediately had all sorts of horrible things pop into my head, but I'm sure I'm just a, a moron. Well, that's true, regardless. <laughs> well, probably the most relishing thought is that uh, every bit of water that you're drinking has been through something as gross as you can imagine. No! I was worried that <laughs> that was going to be your answer. Well, it's like it's like all the, all the air in the world, all the oxygen molecules in the world have been in and out of people's lungs over yeah. his, the course of history. So you're not breathing air that hasn't already been breathed by somebody else. I imagine you're never drinking any water that hasn't already, somebody's already peed it out, yeah. you know, yep. somewhere. That's pleasant. There you go. You wanted to know. <laughs> I, no, I, I don't know. I didn't really want to know. I don't know why I asked. Because like you're a moron. That's like water I, through a duct urethra. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> And we're not even drinking. I tell you, yeah. So is Florida going to? Says you, I am. Speak for yourself. (laughs) So uh, Martin, I imagine you're glad to be out of Florida, where the the whole state could subside into the ocean at any time, or be swallowed by a sinkhole. Florida has great benefits, uh, and and that's plainly apparent as I'm preparing for a winter snowstorm right here in, in Indianapolis. But uh, yeah, but I've spent fifty plus years in Florida, so uh-huh. I love the place too. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, just to go off on a tangent, I mean, sinkholes in Florida. I mean, I'm I'm okay with earthquakes out here in California. Not a big deal. Just kind of you know look forward to the next small one. But uh, you know, sinkholes opening up underneath me in Florida that kind of wigs me out. Oh, it's not so bad. In most cases, you, you you know it's coming. Really? Okay. To a to a small degree. I mean, it's yeah. it's so, semi as slow. You, as you see the the ground level flash past your eyes. Yes. You have at least a couple of seconds before you die. Before you, you know, you see it happening. You see your death. You know, you you envision what's going to happen to you before it happens. Several seconds. Yeah. You see you, you see your life. Yourself, yeah. You can see your life flashing before you. Actually. You got plenty of time for that. So don't worry. Yeah, sure. And also, for plenty of people who live in Florida, it's they deserve it. It's good. 
<laughs> I'm sure that, well, not you, Martin, but I'm sure those things suck up a lot of deadbeat dads, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. Okay, well, I, um, Burton and Bavaria. So, you know, um, you know, isn't, isn't Burton in London, you know, as I show my ignorance? Um, how Actually, are, how different are these two waters? Oh, there, there's, well, first of all, Burton is, is a, a, a good ways from London. Uh, of course, England isn't the biggest country in the world, but uh, it's, uh, Burton is actually located in the English Midlands, so it's, you know, kind of halfway up, and London is way down in the southeastern part. But uh, Burton is truly a unique location. Uh, okay. it's, it's so right it's a whole different the, geologic the reason. Huh? Yeah, geologically speaking, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> and uh, it turns out that, you know, I, I did an extensive study of the geology trying to figure out what the heck is going on here. And it turns out that uh, the, the Burton water quality literally doesn't exist more than a, a, a mile or two up, uh, upper uh, downstream of of the oh, uh, town of Burton. Okay. So, or it's it, the, yeah, Burton it's, on Trent. That's really means... kind of magical that uh, people figured out. Hey, they got really good water here for brewing these pale ales, mm-hmm. and you know it worked really well. And the other good thing about the Burton water, it's it's so darn hard, but the alkalinity isn't really really high so it turns out that you know john would know this uh the residual alkalinity is actually almost zero so it's really well suited to brewing really pale beers okay now burton on trent i mean this name uh i guess it's it's probably self-evident for anybody from the uk but for us here in the states um we don't a lot of people may not know what that really means it means uh, the town of Burton on the Trent River. Am I correct? It, well, in, in English parlance, it would be on River Trent. Okay. <laughs> they they do things like, you know just like they not Trent you know, drive River on the wrong side Trent. of the okay. road. They they <laughs> have their river names bass backwards. Okay, very good. That's good to know. Um. So okay. So you know it, they have they have a river next to the town, but. Do they brew with the river water, or do they brew with the groundwater? How, how does what what makes Burton water tick? Well, it turns out that uh, the river water does have, play a teeny little uh, uh, part in the in the overall uh, water quality in in Burton. the The groundwater is where all the you know all the minerals are coming from, and the and there's this uh, sort of silty clay layer underneath the, the town that prevents the. Well, let's let's get let's go way back. Okay. okay, west of Burton, there's a great big monster gypsum deposit up in the hills back there, and it turns out that you know water or rainwater falling on the hills causes that water to go through the gypsum and into the groundwater and it ends up uh you know coming up in the river valley around burton okay so this very mineralized water from deep 
is going through this kind of clay silty layer that you know doesn't really let much water through but it you know it will get through okay and it sort of seeps into the the near surface uh you know the sand and gravels that are all along the river uh-huh. and so that a- is what the original brewers used to use so they they just you know and you're talking about a 20 or 30 foot well and they just pop a well in the ground uh alongside the river there and they would be sucking out this nice minerally water but it was a little bit diluted uh, because of the river okay and you know it made great beer but then you know but the the popularity of Burton beers was so high that I mean they they I don't remember how many brewers they had uh, breweries they had in Burton but it was a lot like you know 20 30 breweries and in Burton is a very small place you know it's like uh, okay. two two miles long or three miles long something you know really really small place okay. and all those breweries sucking out the groundwater well guess what after a while you know there's not enough of the deep minerally water coming up and all they're sucking out is the is the river water okay let me you know. let me stop you there we're going to take a quick break and then we'll come back and talk more about sure. what's going on there we're back after this into the city. It's in ruins. Only one man has the ancient knowledge to restore civilization. (sighs) I need a drink. Oh no, the liquor store's been ransacked. You looking for beer, stranger? (laughs) Boy, all the liquor got drunk up in the first 25 minutes of the apocalypse. Wait, there's still some bottles over... Oh, no. Those are non-alcoholic beer. (laughs) I reckon you better stick to arrowroot tea and a desperate nomadic existence like the rest of us. People, I'm a home brewer. I know how to make alcohol. (gasps) It can't be done. Come with me if you want the beer. Okay, I'm going to need some big plastic buckets. He is the chosen one. The prophecies say that he's going to get us wasted. Someone start heating water. From the creators of Northern Brewer, the people who brought you massive selection and superior customer service comes the Home Brewer. Blickman Engineering. Think innovation, passion, quality, and customer service. Blickman Gear is designed by brewers to give you a sense of pride in your equipment. At Blickman, they know what makes brewing a pain and build gear that makes it fun. Like the intuitive beer gun, a completely different approach to filling bottles. The Therminator Wart Chiller, a new take on a plate chiller that's sized for flow, performance, and the high groundwater temps homebrewers face every day. The Brewmometer, a brilliant weldless thermometer design with brewing parameters right on the dial. The Auto Sparge, ultimate simplicity for preventing an overflow or running your mash tun dry. And much more, like the modular top-tier brewing stand, conical fermenters, and their boiler maker brew pots. With more cutting-edge equipment coming soon, keep up with the latest from Blickman at BlickmanEngineering.com and stay 
on the cutting edge. Hey brewers, it's planting season. Have you ever dreamt of walking through your own hop garden? Well, look no further than Woodburn, Oregon and the Crosby Family Hop Farm. Blake Crosby and his family have been passionately growing hops for five generations. And right now, they're taking orders for 2014 Rhizomes for all retail and wholesale customers. The Crosbys know how to grow hops and are here to help you establish your family's very own successful hop garden. In fact, when you plant a hop rhizome from the Crosbys, you're using the same plant your favorite professional brewer bought his hops from. Friendly professional service, fast shipment, and quality hops at competitive prices. The Crosby family brings all of this to you. Call 503-982-5166 or visit bcrosbyhops.com and let Blake Crosby and the Crosby Hop Farm help make your hop garden a reality. bcrosbyhops.com Hops from the Crosby family farm to yours when i order a beer i want my server to know more about it than i do i want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it too i want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for any beer style i want a cicerone the cicerone certification program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right cicerones no beer there are three levels in the cicerone program certified beer server certified cicerone and master cicerone cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer the best beer locations have a certified cicerone on staff relaxed and unpretentious cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer beer styles flavor and tasting the brewing process process and ingredients and pairing food with beer learn more about your next beer guide at cicerone.org certified cicerone because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint all right bn army it's trivia time what's the only homebrew shop with over 1,000 recipe kits 4.99 shipping on orders over 100 bucks and is also home of the wolf shirt the one and only answer is austin homebrew supply for over 20 years they've specialized in creating recipes such as the best-selling texas blonde ale Apocalypso, Hot Bomb 2.0, and Double Chocolate Stout. And they just recently unveiled their small grain kits that produce one gallon of beer. Visit AustinHomebrew.com to browse their extensive catalog of equipment and ingredients. They also have mini clone recipes of your favorite commercial beers. They're the exclusive retailer of Brew Vent Yeast Fuel as well, Yeast Nutrient, and the all-new Bodybuilder. Follow Austin Homebrew Supply on Google Plus to participate in video hangouts on popular brewing topics. So visit AustinHomebrew.com today and make sure you sign up for their weekly email with news and specials. Austin Homebrew Supply. AustinHomebrew.com Back to the two guys that know how to turn beer into beer. This is Brew Strong. All right, during the break, we talked about uh, calories. We talked about uh, rescuing uh, canvases from uh, from some Walmart paintings. And uh, we talked about, uh, uh, I think Chocolate. it was it. And then I, I ran into some hot babe at the uh, at the parking meter. <laughs> what, did, did you injure her? No. <laughs> I mean, you know, you I didn't ran. Run, literally run into oh, her. Oh, okay. I spoke with her at the meter. No, she oh. spoke to me. Oh, she well. said, I'm good. You're I like, I didn't ask. I looked at her, and I'm like, yeah, you you're, are. You're trying to hand her a quarter? No. 
No. Okay. Was she hot for Martinez or just hot? <laughs> I think both. I think both. Oh, it depends on what Martinez likes. All right, let's get back to... Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's get back uh, to... Yeah, some Martin fun. had an interesting story he was telling before. He so rudely cut him <laughs> off. He was talking about uh, about the, the brewers in Burton, uh, you know, using up all their groundwater, and, and then right. the character of the water started to change. So I, I was fascinated by the story, and John just yeah, rudely so, cut him so off. then they start, uh, you know, the, uh, sinking wells into the, the deeper aquifer, and in drawing up that mineral, really minerally water, and uh, they found out that hey, that that water is a little bit too strong. Uh, you're talking about uh, sulfate content that's in the 800 ppm range. Okay. So it's it's really really sulfurous, uh, stinky, uh, n- not very good water to brew with. So this aquifer uh, that's below Burton. This and it, it, it's not the same as the aquifer below London. Oh no, 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 no. Okay, long way, long way distant. Okay, interesting. And so, completely different characters underlying the two cities. Absolutely, and and on top of that, uh, as I said, the Burton, the Burton water. It's literally you can only you could only get it right there in you know within a mile or two of town. Beyond that, it just didn't exist. And a lot of places in England, you know, they were looking for it. They were trying to find something like it, and there, it just doesn't exist. Uh, there's a couple of towns that actually do have a lot of gypsum-type uh, water, and they could probably have duplicated it, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, but after a while... The uh, chemists of the world figured out what was going on uh, in Burton, and and they, you know, were able to say, "Oh, well, you just need to add gypsum to the water," and and for the most part, that created Burtonized water. And there's a little bit more than gypsum, but yeah. uh, you know, it's it's not much more. So, is is like the the secret ingredient? Is it calcium? Is it sulfate? Is it the combination of the two? It's well, certainly sulfate plays a major role in Burton water. Okay. Uh, you're talking about uh, 300 plus ppm sulfate uh, that that really sets this thing apart. And the other thing that kicks it off is because we're talking about gypsum, and gypsum is calcium sulfate. The other big thing that made Burton beers famous was they had a, a lot of calcium in the water and calcium causes yeast to uh, flocculate and settle out of the beer really quick mm-hmm. so Burton beers were known for being like really clear super clear beers and quick you know quickly so you know the the drinkers and, and the, the publicans and all that those folks they they loved that beer because it, it just looked great and it tasted you know it was really nice and dry and uh-huh. tasted uh, different from the other beers yeah, yeah absolutely interesting uh, so what um so i guess uh, from what you said earlier in the program you know at first the burton brewers were pulling uh and brewing with water i guess straight shallow, from their wells shallow, shallow wells shallow groundwater and then the water character started changing so what did they do with the water then well what then they put in the deep wells so they could suck 
the, the mineral rich water out, you know, right away. And uh, as your partner Colin Kaminsky uh, pointed out uh, to me in, in some uh, personal communications, the the brewers there, those deep, the water out of the deep wells is really nasty water. They, okay. they didn't like to deal with it, but with proper dilution, it's it's good to brew with. Okay, and and that's one of the, the problems that you see with the uh, typical Burton profile that you see on the internet. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of times they've got uh, sulfate content in the you know six, seven, eight hundred parts per million range, right? And that that's crazy high, crazy okay. high for brewing, and you you really cannot brew a good beer with that. And most brewers have found out that uh, something in the th- under four hundred parts per million range. Uh, I think that mm-hmm. uh, Tasty prefers something around three hundred and fifty ppm, and and I like three hundred because it's it's kind of modest uh, for sulfate. Okay. But uh, you know that that's really what sets it apart. You, you uh, trying to mimic a true Burton profile is probably going to set you up for failure because there's too much sulfate. It's going to be too dry and, a beer. Too it, well, it, it it actually has so much sulfate that it's it's coming across as sulfurous and okay. and potentially eggy. You know oh, that, okay. that metallic uh, eggy. You know that. Yeah, so it's not a good thing. Interesting. Okay. So, um, were were the Burton brewers pre-boiling their water? Were they diluting, or what other? No, it turns out that 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 water uh, it doesn't have a whole lot of alkalinity, and the the hardness that it has is mostly permanent because of the high sulfate and the high chloride. So, it's you can't really boil it to to make it better it's okay. it's pretty good for brewing pale ales right out of the right out of the tap or right out of the well okay yeah. so n- that that sort of pre-treating uh didn't happen to the to the shallow groundwater that they originally started with but when they started pulling out of the deep wells mm-hmm. then they yeah, then they had to dilute it with some of the river water, and then okay, they created so a a brewing liquor that was much more suited to to you know brewing beer. Okay, so they were taking that that high high mineral, high sulfur groundwater, diluting it with the low mineral river water, then to yes. get back to that that favored profile. Well, and it, you know, one of the things that I've read in the past was that. Uh, you know, uh, depending on the brewery, they were all, you know, drawing from wells. And one of the things that, you know, made a brewery successful or that they felt was critical to the success was having a good well and good water that they could draw on. And they counted on that, you know, as being part of their beer and, and an important part of, of the brewery location. And, and somebody could be just across town and they sink their well and they get different water and, yeah. You know, depending on how deep you go and, and you know, just a lot of uh, little geologic things that kind of, uh, uh, you know, make, yeah. make one well different than another. And so one of the things that they valued was their well and their water supply. And so... Absolutely. And, and that was 
particularly true in Burton because there's a lot of breweries that tried to to muscle in on the Burton mystique and you know they went down the street a, a little bit and sunk a well and huh, they had nothing they couldn't you know uh, water that was not worth brewing with interesting um so what uh so it was so with today's brewers uh looking to create recreate you know classic um <laughs> pale ales i mean uh what kind of you know what recommendations do you have for them well, as I said, I, I I tend to point to something around the uh, 300 part per million uh, sulfate level, and of course, Tasty is uh, uh, happy with 350. Okay. But the other thing that's a, a big secret with with Burton waters, you know, the sulfate is very high. But the chloride is really very modest. It's right around 50 ppm. Okay. And and that's the secret between uh, a water being nice and, and crisp and dry or being minerally. Okay. I, in my opinion, uh, you know, Dortmund water is actually uh, somewhat similar to Burton water, except that Dortmund water has uh, like 130 ppm chloride to go with that 300 plus uh, sulfate. sulfate, and you know so that's Dortmund bold. is 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 reputed to be a minerally water, and that's so that's that's the secret to minerally water having high sulfate and high chloride. Okay. If you want a good Burton water, it's going to be high sulfate with. Very modest chloride. And the other uh, thing that will be a, a little bit elevated is the magnesium. And in, in a, uh, a pale ale, I feel that uh, magnesium really is uh, one of the uh, the things that helps set it apart. Um, it, it, magnesium provides a, a sort of a astringent bitterness uh, that... Well, when you're brewing a bitter beer, hey, why not? So, so magnesium is a good thing in a bitter beer. Okay. Okay, so that's uh, kind of the, one of the differences in between Burton and London is uh, the proportion of sulfate, the ratio of sulfate to chloride, as well as the total level. To to yeah, to some degree. I mean, they're yeah. Uh, I'm just looking back at the numbers, and mm-hmm. I'd say yeah, there's a there's a bunch more sulfate. The chloride levels between London and and Burton are not terribly far apart, but the sulfate levels are hugely apart. Okay. So that's now, what would you say is more significant to the flavor of the beer? The total level of uh, uh, of sulfate and uh, uh, chloride or you know the ratio for sure the the total levels are are much more important than the ratio okay. uh, at some point you know you you can get your levels so low that the ratio doesn't matter at all mm-hmm. and then conversely if if levels are super super high well then you're into the mineral range anyhow and well you're not brewing beer you're you're drinking mineral water yeah okay <laughs> well that's okay so um you mentioned uh, dortmund i mean so that's uh, that's in bavaria 
Is that uh, the next city we're, region we're going to? No, 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 no. Not in uh, actually, oh. Dortmund is way up North. in the northern parts of Germany, so way far from Bavaria. But Bavaria is the south of Germany. Ah, okay. Far okay. south. Yeah, but see, that, I gotta that get is to a Europe, good transition. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you this. Why don't, why don't we do this? Why don't we take a uh, short break? And when we come back, we will transition in our world tour from uh, the the Isle of uh, England to uh, the continent, the, the, continent uh, of Europe, the yes. southern part of Germany. Right after this, a few things happened thirty years ago. ARPANET migrated to TCP/IP, and the internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and Bruin brother Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit the store in Dublin, California and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com. Hey, dude, you know what beer this is? Oh, uh, no, all the labels are falling off. Yeah, or the ink is run. Well, if it's the pale ale, you're good, but stay away from the quote-unquote Belgian. Oh, man, this guy needs to get some grog tags. Grog tags are reusable, write-on, wipe-off, commercial-grade bottle labels for your brew. The guys at Grog Tag are homebrewers. They wanted great-looking, sturdy labels for your bottles, buckets, carboys, kegs, and growlers. They also wanted a label that not only looks good, but can be easily removed and reapplied during bottling without that nasty glue residue being left behind. No residue, water-resistant, and ice chest approved. Grog tags stay on in water or an ice chest, and they stay legible. Visit grogtag.com to customize your label or coaster from dozens of different templates for free and see how awesome your bottles can look. Ugh, it's that pseudo-Belgian. Yeah, we're getting him some grog tags, dude. Grog tag. At least your beer will look good. Grogtag.com. First Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st of them. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the brewing network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. That's it. I've had it. I am never putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. 
Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the Uber Special Secret Elite Bare Bones Club where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit! NicoBrew.com N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W Nico Brew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Brewing announces their first customer recipe issue since 1991. This free 64-page catalog includes 27 of the best homebrewing recipes submitted by their regular customers. Best of all, this paper-only catalog is free for the asking. Just go to williamsbrewing.com and click on the free customer recipe issue link. This offer expires October 18th. While you are on the site, check out some of the latest exclusives like the Williams Oatmeal Stout Malt Extract, the Big Oxygen System, and they even have their own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection and enjoy their famous customer service. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy the Williams way. Like the Lance Armstrong of the beer world. Except for that nut thing. This is Bruce Strong. All right, we're back. We're talking, uh, when did we talk during the break? I don't know, did we talk to them? I think we're getting tired of each other. I think we said much. <laughs> well, well we, I think you're just, just ridiculing me for my lack of geographic knowledge of Kana. <laughs> Well, there, were, there was that, and there was also us talking about beer, which is weird during a break. Normally, we it's did? off time, so we were talking yeah. about heretic uh, sour beer. So <laughs> you probably true. just tuned it out. Oh yeah, it's meaningless to me. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so we're back. We're talking about Bavaria. Where's Bavaria? <laughs> south South Germany, you said. Right? Yes, south yeah, the Germany. southern part of Germany, like Munich and and such down around there. I thought it was a suburb of Transylvania. Oh, sure, it is. Yeah. See. <laughs> I knew I knew what I was talking about. <laughs> Moscow, the world traveler. That's why they call him Moscow. Transylvania is real, though, isn't it? It is a real place? Yes. Yeah. It yes. is a real place. Got that right. Yep. And it's Sochi's near there, right? I think, I think so. Oh, yeah. I don't think so. Oh, okay. Anywho. But anyhow, uh, Bavaria. You know, I, I started looking at Bavaria uh, by beginning at, to look at Munich, uh, you know, Munich water, Munich's a famous brewing town, but after I dug into it a little bit, I found out that the the water across all of southern Bavaria uh, is is all very similar. There's, there's only a little bit of difference between what's uh, produced up by the uh, Alps and, and down by the Danube River, which uh, sort of... Uh, uh, Bound this uh, Bavaria, but it's it's a uh, very interesting water, you know. And and when you think about Munich, uh, okay, you've got the the light styles, uh, the Hefe's and the in the um, Helles, yeah. and then uh, dark styles, Dunkel and and Bach, and and yet 
you have to wonder how in the world are they brewing these beers with such different or with, different. with a single water. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that that's what I explored when I uh, did this article for for Zymergy. Okay. Well, um, so what what tell us about the water of Bavaria? What kind of what kind of characterizes it? Well, the it, it's it's a super hard water, and it's got a huge amount of alkalinity, and ca- and the hardness is just about all from uh, calcium. And uh, as you heard in the in the last hour, uh, high alkalinity with high calcium means that you can boil that water, and a, a whole lot of it just drops right out. So high temporary it's, hardness then. Exactly, a lot of temporary hardness, and and it, you know, you can you can actually drop that uh, calcium level uh, so low that it 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 can't go any lower. Um, and the, and the lowest is on the order of uh, ten or twelve ppm. Okay. But in essence, you're you're still left with a water that has some alkalinity in it, and by some I mean on the order of uh, about a hundred ppm uh, okay. alkalinity as as calcium, calcium carbonate. Or, yes. Yeah. And actually, yes, that's correct. And the uh, so for for the dark beers like Dunkles and in Box, well, that amount of alkalinity is is just about right. You know, you hit it with maybe a little bit of acid malt, and you're good to go. Okay. But then you say, okay, a hundred ppm alkalinity. That's that's way too darn high for a a pale beer. You know how how do they? I know they make great hellas. Uh, how are they doing it? Well, it turns out that you know that the Reinheitsgebot really limits what a German brewer can do, mm-hmm. and one of their big tricks is to utilize a, a decent dose of acid malt, which is a, a pale malt, which is uh, I'm not sure if I'd call it infused or infected or whatever, with uh, a lot of lactic acid, okay. and by throwing that in with the grist, in essence, you're you're uh, using that lactic acid to neutralize all that excess alkalinity. Okay. So it turns out, and of course, they're having to add a lot of acid malt uh, in order to, to drop that thing. And one of the things that I found was that uh, for these German or these southern Bavarian beers, uh, especially the pale ones, the the lactate ion from the lactic acid is a a very important component of those beers. So, you know, for a lot of us, we're we're very worried about you know adding too much lactic acid because you'll end up tasting it. Mm-hmm. Well, we really don't have to worry about it that much if your water has less than say two hundred ppm alkalinity. Uh-huh. You're probably not gonna taste uh the lactate from the lactic acid uh that you needed to add to to bring that water to a, a decent brewing liquor okay so you know the 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 fear of of that lactate taste is a little bit overblown 
You but know, uh, uh, still, that nuance is probably an important feature in these German brews. I find this fascinating because uh, when I was homebrewing, I would uh, use lactic acid for my adjustment. And, and people are like, no, you don't want to use lactic because you can taste it and it tastes kind of mm-hmm. sour. And, mm-hmm. and I'm like, no, it seems fine to me. And I yeah. made you know some great uh, Munich Dunkel and Helles and all that stuff. And then uh, people are like, no, you know, you ought to try phosphoric. So I, I tried phosphoric, and I didn't like the taste of the phosphoric compared to the lactic. And I, exactly. I end up going back to the lactic, and I, you know, I love those beers. It's one of my absolute favorites. Is yeah. you know, great Munich Dunkel and great Munich Helles and all that. And uh, it's that's that is very intriguing to me. I never knew that. That's something uh, I had not heard before, but it explains a lot. Well, and I I started brewing in Tallahassee, Florida, and the alkalinity yeah the alkalinity there was uh, way over a hundred ppm, and I used lactic exclu- exclusively and brewed some uh, at least first round winning uh, uh, NHC Hefeweizens, uh, and and I little did I know at that time that. That was one of the reasons why they actually were very good is because they they used lactic acid. So mm-hmm. la- one of the secrets to Bavarian brewing is lactic acid. Right, and it's you know, and, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm not sure uh, if, if I made it clear or not. The 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 way is because they use acid malt. Acid malt is essentially exactly. made the lactic acid bacteria uh, on the malt. They wet it, let that. Turn, make uh, make acid and then they dry it and then <laughs> then the way they can say they're only adding uh, malt to the beer and it's the, you yep. know yeah for for the home brewer you get yourself some lactic pure lactic acid down at the homebrew shop and you use that and you're you're good mm-hmm. so yeah I guess although it, it, to 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 its credit I would say that lactic or acid malt probably has more impurities in mm-hmm. terms of maybe a little bread you know bread acids and acetic and things like right. that so it's a probably more complex whereas lactic acid out of the bottle is very pure mm-hmm. and, and yeah it's not it's not <laughs> the greatest yeah <laughs> um, Martin do you, I mean in terms of, of uh, adjusting the water uh, for you know these styles with lactic acid, I mean, um, can we do we have a guideline to give brewers? Are we reducing our uh, alkalinity to zero? Are we reducing our alkalinity to fifty? What kind of what kind of ballpark are we looking for here? Well, kind of, uh, you're reducing the alkalinity to roughly a hundred. And then what you're doing is adding uh, lactic acid. Well, and it's kind of confusing here. I'm, I apologize this, but you, you really have to have alkalinity in the water so that then you can neutralize it with the lactate or lactic acid uh, in order to provide the lactate ion so uh-huh. that you can actually have that nuance in your, your beer. Okay. But overall... Uh, Bavarian waters are very low in everything else. Uh, they tend, they, surprisingly, they actually do have a little bit of magnesium in there too. You know, between ten and twenty parts per million. And remember, I yep. mentioned for the Burton beers, you know, twenty, thirty, forty uh, ppm for the magnesium. So it. 
magnesium is not necessarily a, a terrible thing in brewing water. Right, right. But then the chloride and the sulfate, they're all both low. Uh, you know, chloride's around 10, sulfate's around 20, uh, sodium is almost non-existent. Uh, so this is only a couple of notches off of a pills in water, but the big differentiator was that it had a huge amount of calcium, a huge amount of uh, alkalinity, and and you you know you could you could knock it out with the pre-boiling, but you couldn't knock out enough, and there you had to throw in the acid malt or lactic acid in order to to take it the rest of the way. Okay, so you're taking you're taking a uh, an alkalinity after boiling of about a hundred, and then using lactic acid to reduce that down to about zero. Potentially, yeah. yeah. Okay. So you're you're going, and so you. And of course, that's for the the really pale pale beers. For the Hellas, for the, and the yeah. for the Dunkles in the box. Well, you might not even have to use the lactic. Add much at all. Okay. Or just a little bit. Just a little bit. Okay. And again, the the I guess the goal for the brewer is not to hit a particular number of alkalinity with an acid addition but to look for a mash ph or of course yeah yes. or ph and so. for and and let's go back to uh the burton water for just a second or burton brewing uh one of the things that colin Kaminsky, your your, your partner mm-hmm. on the water book right. uh, points out that uh to accentuate hop bitterness you really have to keep the mash pH and the kettle wort pH up at around 5.4 in order to really accentuate the hops. Because when the pH gets really low, that pH uh, will sort of prevent the hop bitterness from coming out. Now, in these multi-beers like these Bavarian styles, then suddenly... A five point four is actually a little bit too high. Okay. Then you're you're wanting to target a pH more like five point two, and that's where. Uh, so you're re- you're really sharpening the malt character. You're de-emphasizing the the hop, the hop bittering, mm-hmm. and you end up with a really fine beer. Okay. So a little bit lower for those malt forward beers, a little bit higher for the the hop forward beers. Okay, well, that's fascinating. Yeah, yeah let's let's take a uh, short break, and when we come back, we'll uh, wrap up uh, the waters of Burton and Bavaria right after this. And now, Northern Brewer presents: What if homebrewers ruled the world? Ladies and gentlemen, if you'll follow me, I will lead you into the gallery area. Now, the first piece up for sale today is a Jamil Zinashev original, a bottle of 1997 vintage Evil Twin. Oh, I see. A bidding for this one-of-a-kind piece will start at £7,000. And if you'll continue to follow me, ladies and gentlemen, I can show you a rather abstract piece from Bay Area brewer Justin Crossley. It's a German Doppelbach entitled Justin's Giant Bach. The brewer's notes here indicate that this beer had excellent mouthfeel. That's just a crazy dream. Or is it? With Northern Brewer, a thirsty nation can craft its own ale and water for the greater good of mankind. Northern Brewer, the home of superior customer service and the 
Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home-brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read. Read your way to better homebrew. There's an app on the iPhone for just about everything, including beer. Apps for finding a pint of beer. Apps that look like you're drinking a pint of beer. And now, there's an app for brewing a pint of beer. Introducing BrewPal, the most all-inclusive beer brewing app for professionals and hobbyists that fits in your pocket and goes wherever you do. Recipe formulation that can be imported and exported with a customizable database. Mash and sparge calculations, yeast pitching rates, carbonation tables, and more. Available right now for less coin than a pound of grain. See BrewPal in action at brewpal.info and download it for your iPhone at a special introductory price right now. BrewPal, all the brewing software you need right in your pocket. A vial of White Labs yeast is the key to your best beer. When you open a vial of White Labs yeast, you're giving your beer its best chance for a perfect fermentation. In addition to their already incredible variety of yeasts, White Labs is proud to announce WLP 90, San Diego's super yeast, now available year-round. WLP 90 is super clean, super fast fermenting, with low esters and has a neutral flavor and aroma profile. It's alcohol tolerant and highly flocculent. For more of the latest White Labs news, click over to whitelabs.com, where you can read reviews of yeast, learn in the lab section, and join the customer club. And if you should find yourself in San Diego, White Labs has a brand new training facility for craft brewers and home brewers alike. Whitelabs.com. Discover yeast, nutrients, enzymes, and more for commercial breweries, home brewers, and homebrew stores. White Labs. It's all in the vial. Hi, I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, it's our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact grain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com I'm Jason Harris and I approve this message. 
to the beer guys that make other beer guys look like wine guys. Brew strong. All right. In the break, we talked about Pixley and Hooterville. We talked about uh, talked about dicking around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and speaking of dicking around, our fine sponsor. Uh, yeah, but our fine sponsor, AdamandEve.com. I'll tell you, for a limited time only, if you go there and use the offer code Jamil, J-A-M-I-L, at checkout, you get one item, 50% off. You buy the one item, you get 50% off. And right. then you're going to get a free extra gift. So central, I can't mention it. You're going to yep. get free shipping on the whole thing. And well, you're going to get three free adult DVDs of your choosing. You get to uh, choose from genres such as anal amateur Asian, big breasts, big butts, bisexual, chunky co-eds, fetish, gay, interactive, POV, lesbian, milfs, etc., Etc. Hmm. That sounds pretty sexy, the yeah. etcetera. I'm yeah. just saying. So uh, you can take your mobile phone even and go and get yourself uh, some goodies <laughs> at, yeah. At, yeah, at adamandeve.com. And, uh, again, use the offer code Jamel. Uh, you get the 50% off one item, and that's all the money you're paying. You're going to get uh, the free extra gift. You're going to get the free shipping. You get the three free DVDs, all for using the offer code Jamel adamandeve.com all right so we're talking about uh the wonderful waters of uh, bavaria and uh and burton on trent mm-hmm. and uh, uh what have we learned what haven't we covered about the the waters there what's the i i don't know i'm lost i'm at a loss here where do we go next martin well i can tell you that i'm sampling a uh, uh bavarian hefeweizen right now uh, Bavarian breakfast, which happened to be, uh, I, I have to use RO water because my tap water here in Indiana really stinks. Mm. And, th- and you know, RO water doesn't have much alkalinity. So it ends up that I had to sort of cheat my way into creating a water that had that lactate in it. So I had to create a special mixture uh, took uh, regular chalk, calcium carbonate, uh-huh. added uh, lactic acid to it uh, in the proper proportions to create the lactic uh, uh, lactate component that I then added to my uh, brewing liquor. And it, it really worked. You know, this tastes like my old Tallahassee beers, which were really nice. Oh, okay. Well, uh, walk us through. Um, how you do give us some Give us some uh, numbers and some steps as to how you did so our listeners could repeat what you've done to make a great uh, uh, Hefeweizen uh, brewing water. Oh, you're putting me on the spot here. Yes, we are. You shouldn't have been drinking. You should have been studying. Article, there is a... Uh, uh, description of that, and I wish. <laughs> I is that the blue Danube? Well, yes, <laughs> and and of course, because we're dealing with the Danube River in Bavaria, we should be playing classical music. But then the, I think everybody would be asleep. <laughs> but uh, those of you, oh, here it is. Okay. Uh, to create that lactate uh, uh, component in in an RO or distilled water, uh, you mix 0.35 grams of chalk with 0.6 milliliters of 88% lactic. Uh, for in in that 
uh, mixture would be added to each gallon of your mashing water. Of RO mashing water. Of RO mashing water. And that will impart that roughly 100 ppm lactate to the to the brewing water that you're really looking for. Okay, so 0.35 grams of calcium carbonate and 0.6 milliliters? 6 milliliters. Yes, 0.6. 6. Uh, 0.6 milliliters of 88% lactic. Okay, per gallon. Per gallon of, of mashing water. And of RO water, and then you just go ahead and uh, toss that in uh, along with your... Your water, your grains, and uh, off you go. Yep, and and as as I mentioned, the the typical Bavarian water really doesn't have much else in it. Um, as a matter of fact, all I added to my uh, my RO water when I created this uh, batch a little bit of Epsom salts because the magnesium is actually a little bit higher than the calcium here, and a little bit of sodium chloride. And, and again, they they were teeny teeny additions. So you're talking like less than 50 ppm end uh, levels, right? And the other thing to remember is that because, for instance, in this Hefeweizen, I really didn't want calcium in in the water. I want uh, high calcium causes yeast to flocculate. Well, guess what? If I'm creating a Hefeweizen with that yeastiness. I actually want that yeast to, to not be able to flocculate. So keeping the calcium low is actually a very important component. Interesting. Okay. Great. I think that's uh, a wonderful show full of uh, wonderful information. I think uh, we'd love to have you back uh, to do some more shows on a couple more brewing cities if you're ever up for it. Sounds good. All right. Well, we'll be in touch on that. Yeah. And you uh, you folks that uh, enjoy this show, you should be in touch with uh, our fine sponsors like Blickman Engineering. Check them out, BlickmanEngineering.com. They're uh, innovating your brew day. So tell them how much you appreciate that they pay for this show so you don't have to. And if you got a few extra bucks to spend, head on over to the Brewing Network store. There's lots of good stuff that you can get there. Uh, you get uh, great books on water. You get yep. books on brewing. You get uh, shirts, hats, glassware, uh, hoodies, uh, growlers, all sorts of cool stuff. And when you do, uh, not only do you get something neat, you get something that uh, you, the profits go to the bottom line of the Brewing Network and help pay for these shows. So uh, if you got if you got the bucks to, to spare, spend freely on the Brewing Network store. Until then, brew strong, everybody. Brew strong. Brew strong.